Yo, what is going on? Second floor family, calculated coffee series with your boy Cassius. I don't even know what to say today. I am so hyped about this conversation. A virtual mentor of mine that accepted the invitation to be on this podcast. I had a beautiful conversation. I was honored to be able to pick his brain with all the businesses he's been doing and just kind of get a, a real sense of, of a true true creative filmmaker, hustler, businessman. I don't even know what to say. I mean, for those who've been following my filmmaking journey, my creative journey, this man has been a, not only an inspiration, but someone who I look to, who is leading the way um, just as a entrepreneur creator and he is killing it on on all fronts yeah I'm a you know I'm gonna just leave it to that but for those who don't know Jacob Owens here is a little bit of a rundown of who he is Jacob is a visual director and an entrepreneur based in Los Angeles California whose projects range from music videos films commercials travel branded content and more. He's also the creator and owner of the Buff Nerds YouTube channel, which has accumulated over 280 million views and 800,000 plus subscribers, as well as a personal Instagram following of over 160,000 followers. His work has been displayed on all of the major music television networks such as MTV, VH1, BET, Revolt, and more. He has collaborated and worked with artists such as Tyga, Chris Brown, Wale, Jesse McCartney, Chameleon Air, Nick Carter, The Braxton Sisters, I Love Memphis, Futuristic, Kyle, Dizzy Wright, and much, much more. With his experience in the film industry, Jacob has gone on to build three very successful filmmaking product companies, Tropicolor, Prism Lens Effects, and The Buff Nerds Locations, consisting of five film studios, all obtaining high amounts of followers and business from filmmakers and photographers from all over the world. Man, am I super excited for you guys to listen to our conversation. We get into how Jacob has been building his businesses, where he is currently with his businesses, his personal life. How does he balance all the things that he's doing as a creative and a filmmaker and a lot of important tips and advice for creators and filmmakers. Uh, you know, who want to follow in his steps. If you guys haven't signed up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash caches to listen to our full conversation. I'll leave links to all those pages below. So without further ado, guys, let's dive in. Well, Jacob, thank you uh, for accepting this invitation to come on the Second Floor Podcast, my man. Welcome. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, dude, I am super excited. Uh, like I said uh, before on our pre-call, uh, I've been following you for many years. And uh, as a fellow you know, videographer, filmmaker, uh, watching your journey and, uh, and just seeing what you've been doing um, outside of just film uh, is, is inspiring, my man. So uh, you know, much respect and, and from, from somebody who is not, uh, you know, uh, you know, in Arizona, uh, someone who's outside in Canada, it's just, uh, it's inspiring to see. So, uh, much, much respect. Um, I kind of want to dive into, um, you know, the first part is, um, you know, a lot of what you do, 
is is uh, revolved or at least I know the foundation is is health you know and a lot of people don't really talk to you about that um, you know the health and fitness side your company buff nerds um, let's talk about that a little bit how did you know why is fitness such a such an important part as I sit here drinking my nasty I call it my nasty juice because it's my daily smoothie but this shit is not good like it's it yeah what's what's, what's in that I mean, it's it's a just a concoction of of thing. It's like you know, in like the movies and the witches brew, and they just throw a nose and then like <laughs> some some el- uh, ogre juice, and I don't even know what. Like, there's just a bunch of random stuff. I usually it's just like frozen fruit. Just depends on whatever I have that day. It could be for mix or whatever. And then the majority of it after the frozen fruit is like water. Like a lot of people just throw in like sugary juice, and it's like that you're kind of defeating the purpose. One, there's a lot of, you know, sugars in fruit already. So naturally you should already have a little bit of a sweet taste. But, um, so I fill it up with water, uh, the majority of the way. Then I'll add like a splash of juice at the top just so it's not unbearable. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but then like a handful of spinach and then depending on like, I have a variety of like just different powders and stuff and, you know, like mushroom powder, uh, flaxseed, chia seed powder, um, uh, super greens wheatgrass like i just have like a like a cabinet full of just like different and then i mix it up some days i do this powder versus this one i just um but yeah so it's usually water frozen fruit spinach and a mixture of like yeah different powders almonds i'll throw in almonds um or other nuts if i have other nuts so yeah it's just all that there's no measuring or like oh yeah i i do not make it for taste and so yeah it's just um my daily it's juice, a, though, but it's, it's a jam pack. Yeah, but the whole point of it is to. I'm not drinking it because I want. Oh, I want to taste something good. I'm drinking it for my health and body, and kick off my day right, and just hopefully get, you know, within my daily nutrition all within this. If for whatever reason, if I have a a bad day or don't eat like bad day in terms of like eating healthy or eating right or don't, I'm not able to eat the things that I, you know, should be eating for my body every day. So this is usually like hopefully like. Hopefully, I get my daily nutrition of everything in this, and then from there, it's, yeah, so, but yeah, health, I mean, sorry about that, I went a little rant on that, but yeah, health is, like, super important to me, always has been, grew up an athlete my whole life, um, you know, and so I think just naturally, just learning to train, work out, eat healthy, and, you know, so that my body could perform at the higher level, you know, when playing sports and basketball and volleyball and whatever it was I was playing, um, just became habit for me and just, you know, ultimately is what led me to naming my YouTube channel and then production company Buff Nerds is because I was like, yo, I'm like a fit nerd. And like most film people are like kind of nerdy, you know, people and not like athletes that are like, you know, so it just kind of became then uh, just my name and mantra and just kind of what I was about was just living a healthier lifestyle and I think it attributes to a lot of everything I've done in, in business and success. And I just know people, you know, talking to people that are unhealthy people, they, I don't have energy or I struggle to get up in the morning or like, how do you do all the things like my focus? Like, and I just feel like throughout the years of, you know, maintaining good, healthy habits, it allows me to do more just in my life and in business as well. You know what I mean? And so like, I never take naps. I don't ever have to take a nap. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and I feel like a lot of people take naps because their body 
need like it needs to find some source of energy and you're because it's just not healthy enough to keep going so it's like yo i need to go to sleep and so you just you go to sleep you get tired and so and obviously there's other things like iron deficiencies that play into all that stuff and i'm not gonna get too deep in all that but i don't know i just feel like it's such an important piece uh it should be a, an important piece of everyone's life but especially a creative you know what i mean you're you're a filmmaker you're having to lug around gear carry gear film heavy stuff think creatively and like if your body and brain is not firing on on all cylinders you're just doing a disservice to yourself you know so yeah super important to me so i try my best yeah gets harder i feel it gets harder the further i go in life with because i'm just always adding so much to my plate but uh there's always time there's always time it's just whether it's a priority or not to you you know what i mean so yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Is is that something you start your day off? Is is do you get the workouts in in the morning, or do you have like a morning, like routine that you uh, like you know constantly do as like a like a ritual? Is that something that's there for you, or? I used to. I need to get better about it. Uh, I do have a morning routine, and it used to be like, um, well, I mean, it still it still kind of is. Is I wake up, uh, I go make coffee, do my daily devotional. And then I go to the computer and will work for about like, like, e- like emails. Uh, just seeing like, oh, what do I have to do today? Make my to do list. Maybe I do a little computer work or whatever for like two hours, and then I go and work out. So it's usually somewhere around nine a.m. that I'm nine ten that I'm working out. Um, I don't like to let it get into the afternoon because then that's when you start to like, yeah, it's like uh, the days kind of pass and you're not really thinking like, oh, let me go work out. So I, I like to get it done in the morning after a little bit of work and then do the workout and back to work for the rest of the day. And yeah, so that's that's roughly my my routine and schedule, mm, you know, yeah. in, the mor- in the mornings and whatnot. Yeah, no, that makes sense, man. And I think, I think you hit on something very important is that a lot of creatives, you know, don't take their health seriously or at least they don't have that as like an integral piece. Um, and uh i think think well i think part of it too is like i said i think going back to there's not too many uh athletes that like become like filmmakers or creatives in, in that space and so you have a lot of these filmmakers who are filmmakers because and they they didn't grow up working out playing sports doing all these things and so i don't think for a lot of these people and and it's slightly changing you're seeing the i guess the uh, the stereotype dwindle a little bit. You're seeing more and more like fit or athletic people that be filmmakers and, and, and whatnot. Um, not saying that's like whatever, but I think you have so many of these people growing up that that's just not a habit. And so it's not, it's not a part of their life. It's not part of their habits. So when they, you know, they're in their career or they're, whether they're starting out or they're, they'll have their careers moving or they're deep into their career. It's not, like a normal thing. Like I know even my buddy Tom, like he's been doing better about it. And like he, at one point he bought a Peloton and he's doing stuff. He's like, I need to start doing some, you know, doing something. But he grew up not, not playing sports, not having a dad who made him do pushups and shove carrot juice down his throat. Like, you know, my dad made me drink a juice like every day growing up. He'd make me some carrot juice here, drink this, you know? And so, um, I just think it's, you develop those habits early on and a lot of people who are i guess like creatives and filmmakers necessarily don't really grow up like that um and it's not a priority so it just doesn't carry over Mm. and so 
But yeah, you got you to gotta make time for it. It's super important, especially the longevity of your career. If you want to do it for a really long time, like the, the best way to do that is take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, super important. Yeah, no, that makes sense, man. And I think uh, I think a lot of people are, I mean, like you said, like the, the kind of narrative around that is kind of changing. And um, I think a lot of people are, are, are putting that as, you know, focus or at least adding it into their lives. And I think as filmmakers and creatives, we get so, con- uh, you know, consumed in, in our daily, you know, grind um, that it's easy to be like, oh, man, you know, I got I got no time. I got shoots to go on and I got, you know, X, Y, Z on the plate. Like, I just have no time to work out or, or, or at least, you know, even eat healthy. And I say, and to me, that's like, it's a load of crap because it's just like, bro, look at the product. I always talk about it. I think I even mentioned to you in the, the pre thing is like Dwayne, the rock Johnson has got to be one of the busiest mans in the freaking world. And like Facts. that dude puts in work and it's like, if he, if he finds time, like you can find time, you're not, you're not busier than him. So, or, yeah. have, or have more on your plate than, than he does. So there's always time. It's just whether or not it's a priority to you that that 15 20 30 minutes maybe even an hour that you're watching videos on youtube or netflix could be your workout time but the priority to you is i want to watch these videos and not work out you know what i mean so mm-hmm. there's there's always time whether whether even if it's just like i mean it takes takes what i mean six to ten minutes depending on who you are to run a mile you could easily every day just make it a goal to at least run a mile and you know yeah. do do I mean, it's not a lot, but do something, and that doesn't take more than 10 minutes, you know? So there's always something that can be done. It's just, again, whether it's really important to you or not, so. But now, and I'm kind of at the point, like, like, I am very fit, I'm very healthy, I'm, I'm not trying to be, like, some giant meathead or anything like that, so if I want to take some a day or two off and I don't hit it hard, like, I mean, it's not going to really affect me because it's like I'm still I've been doing it my whole life, you know what I mean? So, um, But for, for someone who where it's not a habit or they're trying to lose weight or trying to get stronger or faster or just, uh, you know, build that habit, um, yeah, you can't just, like, go three or four days not doing anything and then just expect to, like, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, and and it's it seems like you know obviously with you it started early on it's become a habit and um, you know I think a lot of people can learn learn from that in, in terms of you know like you said there is time you just gotta you just gotta make it happen so 100%. Um, I wanted to talk about kind of a little bit um, you know how your partnership with uh, you know Tom came about you know I know you guys said you met I believe in film school um, and is that is that where with where Tom. did you know yeah, Tom. Yeah. Sorry, you broke up for a second, and I thought I. Heard oh, you. okay. I thought you said Tom. No, we met. Uh, well, he was still in film school, so he's like a year younger than me, and he was still in film school, and I had just moved to LA, and I just, you know, I was directing a bunch of music videos and stuff, but I was doing everything. I was shooting, directing, editing, doing all that stuff, and I had met him on a video that I shot for this band, Radical Something, and they brought him on to like. Uh, shoot it with like DP it for me because he had a red uh, he had just bought it and like he was just like yo like I heard that you do like a lot of music videos like I'm trying to like if you need a DP like someone who shoots your videos like I'm trying to get into that stuff like I'm going to film school at Chapman and I was like yeah we just like clicked hit it off and just every video that came my way I was just like yo Tom 
and so started there and that was 2013 when I moved to LA so I guess that's eight years ago now no well it would be eight years at the end of now 2021 um but yeah so seven years ago and just ever since that that day we've just been working together and yeah it's the rest is the rest is history so yeah and how you know I've had I've had partnerships in the past that kind of have gone you know south and you know how part how important is that you know that partnership and and the team that you've built you know with Buffners how how important is that with everything that you've been you yeah know, I mean it's doing? it's so important to find find that person or people that you can trust and become a team and I've been fortunate with um, you know a lot of the people that I've come across that or that, you know I've met and built relationships with where it's like we're still working together you know x amount of years later. Um, and you know, with Tom, how, how much we, how many different like businesses and things we've built. And, you know, we talk every day about all the different stuff going on. And, um, so super fortunate and blessed. Cause it's like, it's such a crucial element to, you know, your, your business or your, you know, as a filmmaker, even if it's not a film business, whatever it is like to, you can't do it alone like period you know what I mean like there's only so much you can do to a point where it's like then you like you have to have people on your team that can um, you know have strengths in other areas that you aren't the strongest in or whatever and so yeah it's super important to find that and uh, once you do just try and hold on to it and it's best to find people whose visions and ideals align with you too right you know what I mean because that's what what will build those long-standing relationships like me and Tom are so much alike he's like the the hipster me in a way he's just like super super motivated super hungry loves to work loves to create uh his his morals align with mine like he's a, he's he's never just trying to get over on anyone or like he just like like even like everything else could be the same but if our morals didn't align like if he wasn't a good person it was like always trying to like snake people or undercut or, or do some stuff like I wouldn't vibe with that and at some point we're going to come to head and we're going to split you know what I mean so like when not only do you want to find someone who like works just as hard as you and has the same motivations and goals as you but your morals need to align as well I think that's like probably more important than anything else um, mm. you know what I mean so yeah, yeah so super fortunate and lucky to met met him and have built with him over the last yeah seven seven years yeah and and i think even with the you know like you said like the how hungry someone is right because i feel like a lot of partnerships sometimes the other partner can feel resentment over the other if one is working harder than the other or if somebody's you know spending x amount of hours on the business and eventually that that conflict's gonna come i was like yo i've been putting more you know, I've been, I've been busting my ass and you're, you know, doing something else or X, Y, Z. And I think it's under, yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's also then understanding like, and identifying your roles and stuff, because even like now that like, for example, our, our business, I would say early on, um, Tom, what well, prison lens effects in LA, Tom was doing most of the initial legwork and groundwork. Um, but now it's here in AZ and I'm doing a lot of the, the stuff while Tom's in LA. And so it's like understanding and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad that, yo, Tom, I'm like, I'm in here way more than you are like doing all this stuff. Like I want to see the business succeed. And I, I recognize and know everything you did early on, probably a little bit more than me, but now I'm, I'm, I'm bringing that back. I'm paying you back right now and, and helping, you know, helping you out. So it's just, you know, not letting like just identifying that stuff um and then you know not letting your like 
ego or just you know attitude get in the way of like oh i'm doing more than you da, da, da. And, and if that's the case have a have a conversation about it and a discussion but yeah again i i feel like tom and i have just always meshed that way and we understand that like yo i although maybe you're putting in more physical work over here i'm doing these intangible things over here that you know you can't do or you wouldn't be able to do necessarily without me and we just we just know like it's like hey like we're doing different things, but all of it's for the better good, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, luckily we really haven't, I don't think, ever had any issues. And I know that can be tough. Um, a lot of people go through a lot of different, like, partnerships and relationships trying to figure out, you know, how to, who, what's the right formula and who, who's that going to be with. So. Um. Mm-hmm. Hi there, I'm Brendan, a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone, or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. No, I, lo- I love that, man. And I think even with, you know, I feel like, you you you've you've mentioned this before and and I, I remember this how important is you know just like experience of you know going out and shooting or going out and getting that experience as a creative uh or as a creator in general um you know cuz obviously you know your partner has went to film school um you obviously have just been you know sheer you know relentless uh you know experience and and going after those shoots and filming um, even when your professors have, uh, re- you know, try to stop you or at least put you down in, in, in some way, shape or form. How do you, how do you find that, um, you know, after such a long time, um, your experiences has, has helped you in, in everything that you've been doing, or at least building the business, uh, even as a businessman now, you know what I mean? You're not just like a creative, you're not just like a, you know, a DP that just goes out and shoots. You're, you're running multiple businesses. Um, how do you find that experience um, over the last, you know, decade? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the biggest thing, like, I always tell people is, like, you just got to go out and do it. Like, you just got to, like, start doing stuff. And, like, for me early on, obviously, like, this was before I was running any businesses or anything like that. I was wanting to become a, a director or, a, a you know, a, yeah, music video director. And so... Uh, or a filmmaker and so I was just always going out and shooting whatever I could whenever I could to just learn uh, try new tricks with the camera figure out new editing techniques with the footage and post I was just always going out and doing it and I I learned a lot I grew a lot I grew a following on YouTube because of it I landed you know clients because of it um, because I was just going out and doing those those extra things where I could have just been like not doing that I could have been like chilling playing video games and whatever but I was like this is what I want to do. And I, I was making those, those efforts to do it. And I was just jumping off the cliff and kind of learning to fly on the way down. And same thing with, uh, like all the business stuff. Like I'd never, you know, I didn't have like a mentor or worked like who told me how to do things or interned for some company where I saw the inner workings of like, Oh, this is how you run and do a business. And the, these are like some of the techniques they use. I just kind of, went for it, you know what I mean, you figure it out as you go, and uh, you learn what works and what doesn't, and then that directly applies to the next thing you try and do or start, and so, I don't know, for me, the biggest, like, just life 
like experiences come from just like trying things rather than you know just jumping off that cliff and trying to figure it out as as you fall um and that's i think been the most beneficial thing to me than like just you know overanalyzing and sitting back and being like well well like i don't know i just feel like just going out there pursuing it um and just you know making making those making stuff try and happen is the best way you can learn and grow and and um yeah figure things out so yeah and you know for you obviously you know you've expanded over the last you know you know couple years into into multiple different realms of you know film and you and your businesses before that when you were you know when you were coming up as a you know as a filmmaker um when do you think like i get i get this a lot a lot of people say you know you got to stick to one thing and you gotta you know you gotta master that and 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 you, you shouldn't be a jack of all trades right and i feel like as an entrepreneur you're always wearing multiple hats right you're always doing multiple things um for you as like, you know starting off and like coming you know coming up when was the point where you were like okay like you know i feel like i've mastered my craft as a filmmaker or at least uh, you're at a point where you feel like you can take on more and put more on your plate. You know, when was that for you? When was that when you were like, okay, I want to try to get into X, Y, Z? Uh, man, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. Cause like, yeah, I mean, even starting out, I was kind of a jack of all trades, but my focus was one thing, right? It was music videos. So that was my like main focus, but I, you know, I was directing, I was shooting, I was editing, I was doing all those things. Um, but my focus was like music videos. I wasn't off trying to do multiple businesses or do like, you know, music videos. And then, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I was doing music videos. I was doing short films. I was doing like small little corporate stuff if it came my way. But my main focus was music videos, which then started to spread into like, you know, other things of like selling, you know, the digital assets because people were like, yo, how do you shoot your videos? Cool, let me make a book. like. And it started to slowly go out from there. But I would say, I mean, probably not even that long ago, probably like, I don't know, like three years ago, maybe like up yeah. until that point, I was still very much focused on video production and work. Obviously I had like side hustles all around here and there, but there wasn't anything where it's just like, yo, like prism lens effects was probably cause Tropic color. We started before prism lens effects, but it wasn't like, um, it still felt very much like a like a kind of just side hustle thing. Like we built this thing, it's cool, it's doing well, and but it wasn't like that was like a, a huge just focus and our like our main focus. But Prism Lens Effects took so much more like just time and energy, and that was probably like I think two years ago. Um, so it was like right around before then, right around then that it was like starting to just like really spread out and do a bunch of different things because there was like we wanted there's still a bunch of things that i want to do right now like all there's so many different things and it's just like to to try and find the the time of the day for all that stuff is is rough but i think it was right around then so probably like two three years ago where i was like all right i've established myself i have a name recognition i've shot hundreds if not thousands of music videos I've built a successful business with that. Like, let me start to do other things as well. Um, mm. And then, yeah, so probably like three years ago, you know, because that's when I bought, I think three or four years ago, is, oh, shit, 
maybe no, that was five years ago when I bought my first. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've just <laughs> done. I've just, I've always. I guess I've just always been all over the place doing a bunch of different stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah, certainly early on, my focus was like, yo, I'm going in on music videos, and and that was my focus. And then you get to a point where, you yeah, you can you're able. Um, to start diving into the other things that you want to do. But I would say certainly early on, focus on one thing, but mm-hmm. by no means would I ever recommend someone to stick to the one thing for the rest of their life like and only do that one thing. That never, never. Like mm. you look at, and, and that could be as simple, simple as in just investing your money into someone else's business and you have no involvement with it other than your uh, some cash investment for them, like some money to help them. Um, but you look at all the just like the most probably successful wealthiest people in the world they have a bunch of different things going on behind the scenes whether they make it public or they don't you know what i mean and so um and obviously you can be very successful just only doing one thing but in my opinion it's always nice to to have a myriad of things happening because you never know you know when that one thing could end like what if i lost my sight tomorrow like and mm. I, I mean, I'm not directing any music videos after that. You know what I mean? There's, there's no possible yeah. way. So like, yeah. if if that's all I had on my plate was being a director, and that was my or DP, I, that is gone. Like you mm. know, and so, um, I think it's you just never know what life could throw at you, and so I think it's it's super important to just yeah, kind of have your hands in various things. Yeah, and 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 you've you've been you've been preaching that for 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 a minute now. I think uh, a lot of you know a lot of your videos are, uh, or at least I know a bunch of your videos are always talking about you know how creatives can you know filmmakers can make more money, um, you know investing in also real estate. Like how how did the real estate um, you know thing come about for you uh, and investing? I literally just made a video about it yesterday. I'm probably gonna put it up on YouTube within the next oh minute. nice. <laughs> next couple of days it was the the topic is because i had someone talk about like buying a home and like investing in real estate and so yeah. i talk about me buying my first home is like i just i was back and forth between la a lot i was 25 years old and i was living in la but i'd come home to arizona and i'd like crash at my parents place it's like oh, i'm 25 now i like if i come back here i love i'm a homebody love being home love being like around you know parents and whatnot and so but it was like also like I had a girlfriend and so it's like I don't want to like I, I need my own place when I come back here and I just knew I didn't want to pay rent like I wanted to own something I didn't want to be paying someone else's mortgage like I wanted to have my own space and be take the money I'd saved up and invest it and put equity into you know a property and just my mom had been a real estate agent for like two or three years prior to that she had just started doing it now that we were all out of the house like all the kids and she was just, you know, every once in a while I would say little things about, you know, real estate or talking about sales and just, you know, I knew real estate. I grew up watching HGTV, so I knew real estate could be like lucrative and, you know, if done right and, and be a good investment. And so I just bought a house and then uh, I was going back to L.A. and I was like going to be gone for two or three months back in L.A. doing a bunch of stuff. And my mom was like, why don't you put it on Airbnb? okay like cool and Mm. threw it up on airbnb the very like next day i got hit up uh for some someone wanted to book it out for like 30 days like wow it was was, uh (laughs) there's a bunch of spring training in the area here 
and yeah. one of the one of the teams was looking to book the house for four of the players uh, for like for for the month that for a month mm. that they were here for spring training, and uh, and then so it just instantly became like an Airbnb property, and I just started doing that and just saw like oh I'm making like you know two grand a month and not having to pay my mortgage or bills like this is sweet and then when I'd come back to Arizona, I would just sleep there or if I wanted to book it out I'd book it out and then go sleep at my parents place again just depends how you know if it was booked or not or if I wanted it to be booked and and yeah so that was like oh shoot like this is kind of crazy like this is like like a very passive income I own this house I'm not paying anything on it other people are paying it for me but I'm making money and I, the very next year, so I let that ride for a full year, and I took all the money that I made from, made from that place, and bought another one, and did mm-hmm. the same, did the same thing, um, and so I just, well, I, I had to put more too, because like I took all the money that I made from that property, and then I brought in a little bit more money too, and bought a second one, did the same thing, and then that one did well, and so that's like kind of where I started realizing just like the value of real estate and owning property. And, um, I think a lot of people, the misconception that they don't understand too, is like when you put your down payment on that house, like that money's there, the equity is in the house. It's not just like gone, you buy a TV and that that money's out the window, right? Like you can't get that money back. But like when you put that down payment on the house, like when you sell that house, you're going to get that down payment back. So it's just yeah. the money is it's it's still yours. It's just sitting in the house instead of the bank, and so like just knowing just knowing that, and then eventually three years later, I sold that house and um, I got my you know down payment back. I made seventy thousand on the sale because the property value had gone up, and um, you know over the course of the three years of it being an Airbnb, probably somewhere between fifty and sixty thousand in profit. So it's like all of a sudden I had $180,000 in my bank account, you know, three years later from that and that only. And so I was just like, shit, like, okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, so that's why I've just like, I'm kind of a, just, uh, I've dove into properties, uh, a decent amount and, and have kind of talked about that on just like Instagram and YouTube and whatnot. So just kind of happened randomly it was never a plan was never yeah. it was never like yo i want to get into real estate like it just kind of happened and you just start to identify oh okay this is work like now if i do a second one and do you know you just start to at least for me that's what it was it was identifying like oh this is working like this and if i get another one i can make this and roll that money into this one like but yeah by no means was it like yo i'm going to start buying all these properties i want to invest and become a real estate person or blah, 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 blah. Just that stuff just kind of happened. Um, mm. after, after, yeah. Buying what I wanted to be a home to live in, you know? And yeah. So, yeah. And then you've, you've also turned some of your properties into, you know, film studios, you know, honeymoon hideout, uh, you have bubble gum. Uh, uh, what, uh, what was the, uh, you know, intention from, uh, on that front? I mean, like, where did that, that idea come was from? This, was this, Hold on, you, you broke up there at the end. What'd you say? I just said, where'd the, where'd the idea come from of the, you know, you know, turning uh, some of your properties into, 
into film sets or film, you know, pe- for people to come and rent out and, you know, other creatives and stuff like that? I mean, it was like, it was the same kind of, I always wanted a film studio in Arizona, but I was like, ah, it's probably going to be more lucrative in LA and same kind of thing. It started in LA. I just wanted a house. Um, I was, mm. I was renting and I was like, let me own a house, have other people pay the mortgage for me. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll make some money. I don't know. I had no idea if it would book or not, but I was like, I, I think at the very least I can get my mortgage covered to where I'm not coming out of pocket. And that was just the goal and mindset going into it. And so I just decorated it how I thought I would like to shoot it. And then it, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So same, same kind of thing. Just wanted a property, wanted a house that I could live at, not pay rent. Wanted people yeah. to figure, figure out, okay, how can I make, people pay the mortgage for me it can't be an airbnb because i need to live here people can't just be staying here then i'm then what am i do if they're there for three nights like i need to then i'm gonna have to like go rent a hotel or whatever uh, you know stay at a hotel so i was like oh like film shoots i want a film studio mm-hmm. anyway like and so yeah, yeah just kind of where the idea came from so same kind of yeah, thing no. yeah and so that was just the mindset behind that initial yeah. initial one yeah, that's dope, man. And I, I love I love that story because it was kind of the same thing for me, you know, coming, you know, in my city. I need a place to stay, same thing. I've uh, been, been living with my parents for for quite some time. And like at 20, you know, 26 years old, I was like, okay, like I got to you know, save up some money, you know, build a little bit of a business here. And then, uh, you know, I was going to move out. And then, uh, I, you know, I was talking to some, you know, a homie, a close homie of mine. And um, we decided to actually buy a place last year. And it was an old place, and uh, we spent our evenings and weekends over the last year and a half uh, renovating it. And uh, um, since COVID, actually, it's gone up 100K. So we're, uh, yeah, and, and, and it's even, it looks way better on the inside. Than um, it did before. Than it did when we first bought it. It was, it was gross, man. This, uh, the, I guess the previous owner didn't, you know, take care of it or anything. And my friend is kind of handy as well, and we're like, I have no idea how to renovate this you down to do it like i mean we'd have to put in some sweat equity and, and try to get it you know to to make it happen and and we and we bought it and like i said i needed a place to live that was the initial kind of trigger and then now now it's a it's a it's a we're still working on the basement but man it is a complete 360 transformation That's dope. um yeah so i think yeah and i and i love that i you know that you preach that and you give a lot of free game uh, you know online you give a lot of value, a ton of value that, you know, not just, you know, filmmakers, but other creatives can, can learn from, um, you know, what's, uh, what I'm curious is how important is it, um, with your team to, to delegate? Like a lot of this stuff now is, you know, like you said, you're, you're running multiple things. Um, how important it is, is it to, to delegate certain tasks and roles, um, to, to the people on your team? And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's super important because it's just like, there's no way, the more you add to your plate, the more you do, and especially how much like I kind of do now, there's just no way you can do it all. And, you know, also it, even if you could like, you'd, you'd go insane trying to probably do everything. So like, even with like the different properties and stuff, um, you know, the like film properties, like I don't personally manage the communications back and forth with people who want to book it. You know what I mean? I, I have someone who does that. Um, and then, you know, same thing with just like any, 
any sort of like the other businesses, whether it's like uh, managing the email accounts, like for like Tropic or Prism. We have people like I have someone who does that because I don't want to be sitting all day answering emails, sending new links to broken download links or whatever, or like, oh, your shipping package is so, you know, it's just like, there's, you yeah. have to at some point delegate that stuff. We always started out doing it ourselves just because it was small enough to where we could do it ourselves and get it going. But then once it starts to get to a point where it's like becoming too much, that's when you need to, you know what I mean? Like delegate it out, find someone who can, you know, do that stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we always, always started out doing it ourselves, mm -hmm. everything, you know, and then just when the time's right, you find someone who, who can do it for you. You know what I mean? Do what you yeah. do, what needs to get done. So, but yeah, super important. I wouldn't be able I think, to do yeah. all the things that we do if we didn't think, have yeah. people helping. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing is, is like, I know a lot of creatives here, especially in my city who have, uh, troubles, um, you know, expanding or at least delegating in that front because they want to do, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff themselves, especially even on the business side of things, right? Like you said, like there's, there's stuff that, you know, could potentially somebody could do that for them, but they, uh, they, they tend to kind of lean towards themselves because they're kind of always trying to micromanage every little piece of, of their business. So I feel like that is, uh, that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of creatives struggle with, but um Hold on two two seconds say yeah. that question my dog just threw up so I'm a oh, oh okay no worries brother <laughs> no worries <laughs> pickles <laughs> oh you're all right girl is pickles doing all right yeah i think she just has an upset stomach I, i've been hearing her tummy rumble all morning but mm. this episode of the second floor podcast is brought to you by shift by alberta innovates our province is a hotbed of innovation. Now, in Season 2, Shift's hosts Katie Dean and John Hagen put the spotlight on Albertan innovators working on improving the world, one ripple at a time. Here's a taste of Shift Podcast by Alberta Innovates. Make Shift by Alberta Innovates your next podcast binge. Join us as we take a deep dive with the people that are driving Alberta's 21st century economy. These global movers and shakers are working to solve today's challenges, create new opportunities, and build a healthy, sustainable, and prosperous future for Albertans today and for generations to come. Just when you think you know all about Alberta, we're here to shift your perspective. I don't know if I could stress this enough. We have a top three institution in arguably the most important technology in the entire world right now. We will prove a lot of people wrong by coming out of this even stronger. And the way we will do it is by finding ways to help businesses be cash flow positive and by willing to, you know, find the ways that we can help. We're just starting to scratch the surface. And I mean, Calgary just this uh, last month announced the fact that they broke their record again for venture capital investment. And some of this is in fintech, some of this is in a whole bunch of different areas where we originally didn't even you know, have these types of core industries in Alberta. We have diversification in our DNA. We just have forgotten about it. Sincerely, we are blessed in Alberta to have all the infrastructure that we do have. Tune in to Shift by visiting shift.albertainnovates.ca or your favorite podcast app. you know, how's prism lens effects going? And I know 
I know the last time last time you talked on a podcast, I think you were either just starting or you were just in the midst of you know doing it. How how is that? How's, how's Prism Lens Effects doing? Are you guys planning to add you know new other new products? Is there a different different layer of Prism Lens Effects that's coming? Or yeah, we've always. I mean, we're still always thinking of new stuff, adding new stuff, got new stuff in the works. Um, right now, it's been uh, it's been fun because now we brought on some full time employees and are able to. You know, it's cool to be able to help people out in that way and give, give, provide jobs and opportunities for people. And so, um, yeah, we have a couple, three full-time employees now, and it allows me and Tom to be, you know, more hands-off and do other stuff. And um, and if we want to start another business, I mean, have time to do it now. Um, yeah. But like, no, it's been cool. So um, yeah, we got a couple new warehouse. Um, we've just put out some new, new products. We got some employees, uh, yeah, just always, you know, it's, it's been, it's been growing and, and doing well. And it's been fun. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, two years ago last month is when we started it. So it's a little, and just barely over two, two years old now. So, yeah. um, still, still a baby in terms of, you know, a business but it's yeah it's it's been cool to see like from where we started to where we are now like how how much of a difference like it really is i mean we started off in this just tiny little 300 square foot shared workspace in a grungy la warehouse that was just like awful and now we're in like our own building in arizona with you know just our own bathroom, kitchen, office, warehouse space, like, so it's just, it's dope. It's, it's fun. I find, it's just fun for me to, like, and I think Tom as well, just, like, to build and grow something and see the success. Like, I just find a lot of, like, uh, enjoyment in starting something and, and seeing it grow and become something, so. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's doing, it's doing well right now, so. Yeah, like, likewise, man, I, I love seeing it, because I know, you know, like you said, you, you've, Again, just seeing from uh, from the outside, just seeing how it's been growing, it's 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 awesome, man. Where does you know where does your ambition come from, Jacob? Because I know, and again, like a lot of a lot of creatives, they like they stick to one lane or they they do certain things and they hit you know certain achievements that they want or stuff that's on their bucket list, and that's kind of where they kind of they're okay with that. You know what I mean? For you, uh, I'm I'm very curious. Where does the hunger and ambition come from? Man. <sighs> I think it's just never, like, I'm never satisfied with, um, I don't know, I guess I'm just never satisfied, and that can be a sucky thing, just, like, mentally, just, like, but I think that's also what makes me who I am, and, like, what, why I've been able to do all the things that I've done and accomplished, just because I'm not cool with, like, if I reach a certain milestone, like, yeah, bro, like, I'm chilling, I'm good, like, and I just always, always want to be better, always want to create and do new things. And I think that's part of it too, is just always wanting to create stuff. I have so many ideas in my head and I mm. don't like them just sitting there. Like I like seeing it, you know, out there in the world and doing it well. And so I think it's just like my ambition comes from like, you know, wanting to always be better and to, to always create and just, you know, wanting to see those ideas like come out and, and become something. And, um, yeah also i think just you know a like a driving force on the back end is like hey when i'm older and like 
have a family and like I don't want to have to be like grinding to like support that family like I want to be able to fully do whatever I want and enjoy time and like like you know not have to miss you know sporting events or things of like my kids or, or, or milestones like so I think my drive up until this point has been also just subconsciously a lot of that because I know that's how my dad was there for me like he worked for himself and worked really hard and so he was always there for everything and so I think subconsciously too it's just wanting to to grind and build for something so in the future I can just do nothing if I want to you know what I mean yeah. I'm not forced I won't be forced to like man I have to I have to work this weekend like I, we gotta gotta make you know make, make ends meet so I think that's part of it too but I mean as a kid I think a lot of that's just who you are as well um, whether it's like just naturally in you or if it's just learned behavior through habit but like growing up that's how I was I was the same way like my dad would give us you know pennies for push-ups and I would do push-ups all day long one trying to earn the money but like um you know wanting to get stronger I'd see a little bit of results and like oh I want to be bigger and stronger than all the other kids like and you know I want to be and just like creating I was always creating stuff and then on to the next thing like drawing my own golf course and like cool that's done like now I want to design my own shoe line cool did that now what like I don't know mm. I, so I think it's just it's definitely part of like who I am um, but it might have been just also learned through my parents pushing like my, our parents were always pushing us go outside go play you're gonna go here we're gonna train penny a push up like rewarding us for you know my mom always laying out arts and craft stuff in front of us here guys here's some markers and paint paint something here like you know so it's like I think it's a mixture of both but I think just with anything like you can learn certain behaviors and habits through how how you're raised and I'm sure they played a a good a good part in that you know what I mean so but it's definitely I feel like it's just got to be inside of you as well because there's certainly kids that are raised all come from the same family that are raised the same but you know for mm. whatever reason one comes out just like hitting every mark and the others are like black sheep or whatever you know what I mean yeah. so I think it's definitely got to be something that's also inside of you you know and just um but yeah yeah yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that, man. I think uh, I think it's very important to to have those 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 milestones. And I was I was actually interested in seeing where that actually came from for you, because you know a lot of people is different. Like you said, you grow up in the same household. One turns out to be you know super ambitious and conquers stuff, and then the others just tend to kind of float or whatever. So I was curious to see what 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 uh, what you would say about that. Do you have a do you have a, a night routine? And I know a lot of people do. Um, do you have a, do you have a way to D, I guess, uh, what is it? Uh, detach and just kind of chill. Like what, what's your night routine look like? It's yeah. I mean, as soon as I'm ready, like for bed or whatever, um, like, and I'm done working my, I don't really have a routine outside of, uh, I usually fall asleep watching like Netflix or something. I have, yeah. I have all the subscriptions. I have Disney Plus, Hulu <laughs> Plus, freaking uh, Apple TV Plus, or, or Apple Plus, uh, Netflix. I have everything. And so that's like, because throughout the day, like, I never just sit there and, like, watch TV or watch videos or, watch, like, do that stuff. I, or I don't even, like, sit and watch sports games outside of, like, the Cardinals on Sunday. Like, that's – and that's it. So – that's like kind of my, 
just wind down, lay in bed, watch an episode of something, and I usually fall asleep before the episode even ends. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's just usually my night routine. I mean, if we're going to get super detailed, it's obviously like do all the little stuff like brush teeth and this and that. But <laughs> yeah. no, my, my night routine is just like once I'm done working, you know, um, I just kind of fall asleep to some Netflix or whatever. So yeah, I don't really have like a yeah a, a crazy routine or whatever, but yeah, that's yeah usually how I go to bed. Yeah, no, that's all good, man. I think uh, yeah, I I I have a I have a friend who's a, who's a physiotherapist. Uh, shout out to Raj if he's watching this, but uh, he uh, he he says he watches uh, aimless television until he goes to sleep. He's an entrepreneur. He he's he's successful. He's got four clinics here. He's like the way I detach and just kind of zone, like fall asleep and kind of, that's what I do is I watch half an hour of just, you know, television and he just sits there and just, until, like you said, he just falls asleep. So it's, yeah, like, because it's, it's like, it, you don't, it's, you can kind of get taken out of your world and like focus on, like if I had to just lay there and try and go to sleep, my mind runs too much. You know, like mm -hmm. I have so many ideas and things going on in my head and thoughts of like stuff that needs to be done tomorrow and this and that. So I find what helps me get out of that is put my, watch something. So like by watching this episode, I can like sit and enjoy something and, and not have my mind running. And so I just, boom, I just fall asleep. But if, if you took that away from me, we're just like, yo, go to sleep. Oh man, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that'd be so hard. So at least yeah. you know, for me, that's why I do that. It just, it allows me to like, yeah, like probably like that guy said, just completely detach from like your thoughts and what's going on and just like zone out, watch this thing and, and, and doze off. So yeah, for me, yeah. That, for me, that's what I do and what, what works for me. So yeah, no, that's dope, man. Um, if you, if you weren't a filmmaker and this is going to maybe throw you a curveball, but if you weren't a filmmaker, uh, you know, what would you be doing? I'd for sure be doing something in the fitness world. I think, I think it'd be tight to either be like a trainer for some sports team, like the Suns or Cardinal, like some professional sports team, or to be involved, uh, with, with like a coaching staff in some way, uh, for mm. basketball. But I don't think... I don't think I have the patience to be a, a like a coach with how like crazy detail oriented they have to be in the the in the like I would love to just work out professional athlete athletes and train them you know I think that'd be what I would probably do had I never done the films because now now that where I'm at if you told me hey you could never film another video again like I have all this other stuff like you know I could do and and wouldn't have to or things I could pursue but yeah like coming up if you're like yo like you're not you can't be a filmmaker or like really anything related to being a filmmaker yeah for sure would have done one of those two things yeah word yeah no i should have guessed that actually <laughs> um i was gonna ask you too um you know how important is it to build you know like a personal brand or at least online um maybe some advice for creators or filmmakers um is that is that you know like i remember like a couple years ago you told me and this is something like you know i was in your mentorship group and uh you, i asked you if you know it was important to how important it was to to move from from your own home city like a small town to you know to an la or somewhere that has like a bigger um you know space is that is that something that's still kind of relevant today can you build 
can you build something that's online as a creative uh and how important is that or do you think that the traditional route of like it's, you know, it's going into it's you know last thing i want to ask jacob is on you know on the second floor like our whole motto is getting to the next level that's kind of the idea of the podcast is is elevating you know we our slogan is how to survive how to thrive and keep the good vibes in life and business and so for you um you know what does it mean to be on the second floor and 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 what does it mean to continuously be elevating in 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 your life and your business well i think yeah i mean i think for me um like i'm always looking to what's that next what's that next level what's that next step you know what i mean like i think it's always good to be you know pushing yourself to to get to um a better place and yeah like a higher level and so i mean that's just something i'm i'm always looking to do looking to improve and get get better it doesn't matter where where i'm at like i i feel like that should always be your mindset there's always always areas and ways you can improve i don't care who you are you know what i mean like even you know you look at someone like lebron james who's considered you know one of the goats like you know for a while like his shot like even was not the greatest or the best and he's like like there's always like and he's considered one of the greatest or goats like there's always areas you can work on and improve in your life to get to that to that next level and so i don't care who you are um so yeah just never never being like acknowledging and being happy with the success and and the the milestones that you hit and made but also not being satisfied with that and wanting to it wanting and knowing that you can be better and then fully acknowledging and being happy once you reach those new places and be like all right what's what's the next thing um yeah yeah i love that man i just want to take a moment jacob to just you know appreciate you and 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 you know all the respect uh to you and what you've been doing like i said at the beginning of the podcast man i've been following you for years and for me it's an honor that you're you're on my podcast um and uh i i can't wait to see you know over the next coming years uh you know what you what else you end up doing with you your team you know your wife um it's just inspiring all the way through and i think you're a perfect uh example of uh you know a guest uh for for us you 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 embody what we what we embody here so um like i said much love to you man um and uh i would love to you know bring you on one day in person uh to the studio or even come out in person uh and to to do this maybe maybe in the near future when when this pandemic kind of you know slows down or whatnot so love it yeah man thank you uh appreciate you having me on Hopefully your your listeners and whatnot find some uh some valuable information and whatnot and, and enjoy what I had to say. One hundred percent. One hundred percent, brother. Thank you, man. That's cool. a wrap. So all right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs>